You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. What's up, Coaches Nation? This is Dr. Sherry Fluellen with you for another amazing episode of our Coach's Journey Podcast. Here with two co-hosts today. So I don't know what I did to deserve this, but it's going to be amazing. We have Faisal Ansan with as well as Daniel Fernandez. So I'm super excited about the conversation that we're going to get into today. It is all about the sales process and what has actually worked for us. Sometimes we give a lot of stuff away free. We've got our free coaching strategy sessions. We've got all these things we're trying to give to people, but how do we actually move them down the pipeline to where they actually are excited and pay for the skill set and value that we have to offer? So if that is ever a question that you have, you will not want to miss today's episode because you are going to get some value bombs and be able to get some very actionable items that you can use today in your coaching conversion. But first, we just want to let you know about this really awesome masterclass we have coming up. So Faisal, can you share a little bit about that? Yes. And I know that you feel very blessed to have us both here. So <laughs> I do too. I do too. So on the, on the 18th, we have our sales masterclass where we're going to cover what, what kind of journey do you need to take your clients through? Because a lot of times coaches think that um, they just got connected to somebody uh, in a networking uh, session or, or online or something. They just have a conversation with them and make their offer for coaching. You want to work with me and that's it. That, that is not how it works. At least it does not work like that, especially at a, uh, with high ticket prices. Um, our clients go through a journey. And even aside from that, there is a whole sales cycle that we go through. And, and, this, and so the other side of it is that you might get, and more often than not, you're going to get no from clients, or at least not yet. What happens to those clients afterwards? And also there's the process of all your clients who are people who you've added value. How can you nurture them more, whether those are your current clients or your past clients? How can you make sure you're getting the most amount of referrals from them? You're getting connected to their network. So there's a lot in there. When we don't do this stuff, what we're doing is we're usually sitting there. It's like, where can I find my next lead? Where, where can I find yeah. my next person? Because I, I haven't, I'm, I'm not getting clients from there. But it might not be that you need the next 10 people. It might be that you need to leverage the people around you properly and you take them through a proper journey to support them so they can sign up for your coaching process. And that's what we're, we're discussing. And that's what we're discussing today a little bit on our, on our podcast as well, but we're going to actually take you through the process and we're going to have a discussion around it. Our, our master classes are usually very interactive. So you're going to get a lot of feedback um, from coaches who have tried this. So you're going to get a lot out of that that you can actually u- utilize and use it. So I'm excited to have you there. It'll be on the 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Daniel, Sherry, did you guys want to add something to that? That's September 18th, 2023. If it's past that time, which is a good possibility, we always record them and have the replay available. So if you're watching this on YouTube or somewhere that there's comments, just do hashtag masterclass and we will get you the link to be able to watch that. So you didn't miss anything. I would also add that I'm excited to, you know, I we're hosting it, but I excited to go to these because I learn something new all the time. 
from my own colleagues and coaches in the community and from Faisal and Sherry, whoever's there, we're learning together. And that's part of the, the awesome, you know, culture of CMC. It's like, it's, it's a learning environment, but it's not just learning on its own. We're out there doing stuff and bringing it back and sharing data. So I really love that aspect of our masterclasses. Yeah, absolutely. All right. From free to fee, how are we taking our potential clients and moving them through the process to becoming a, a paid client? And maybe the bigger question is not if you, are you moving you through, or are you moving them through the process, but do you actually have a process? It's probably where we need to start. Um, and so maybe we can talk a little bit about what that process could look like and um, kind of lay the groundwork there first. Yeah, we, we, we can do that. I, and, and that's the part, that's the model that we generally use in CMC. That's the model that we teach as well. It's fairly straightforward. And, and uh, two prominent people that promoted that was Steve Chandler and Rich Lippin. Um, and, and we've used that model to, 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 to get our clients. And then we realized that it's actually very straightforward. Now, on top of that, we've added some marketing stuff and other things that you can do and, and make the process a little bit better. But the model is fairly straightforward. The model is basically this, connect with people, off, figure out where they're struggling, where they need help with, support with, offer them a coaching session around the challenges that they might have. And this is a discovery call, a coaching call or a sales call, serve them in that session. And at the end of it, you're simply asking, do you need more support like this? And if they say yes, you're making your offer. It's very straightforward. There are a few steps to it. And, but the bottom line is you're connecting with people and serving them. And that's your goal. And, and this simplifies the whole marketing process, but because all you need to do is if you can get on a call with enough people and you can just offer and take them through that journey, make your coaching offer, you've added, you've served them, then you should have clients. Now you can do this at a one-on-one -on -one level or group level or a mix of two. I, I do both of them. So that is the process. Now, we'll go into the details of it, but it's pretty straightforward. Get on a call or you meet somebody, you figure out what their challenges are, what they're going through or what their dreams are, whatever they're working through. And you offer them specifically, do you need more support in that? Invite them to a call afterwards, serve them. And, and at the end, ask them, do you need more support like that? And then you can make your offer. That is a straightforward process. I, I love that, Faisal. There, there's a couple of pieces of this that I, I think I want to mention, like one, like it's amazing. You're the process person right now. So we've kind of switched roles, but like the thing I wanted to say, like this whole process needs to be infused with one thing, which is curiosity. And like it, sometimes we get stuck in our process. Like I need to sign a client. I need to make money. And we forget about being curious about the people in front of us. Like the way you find out if somebody could be a client is curiosity. The way you find out if somebody can be helped is curiosity. The way you help somebody is curiosity. And so if you're forgetting that part of the process, it's a really critical piece. And I, I love the process, as I just said, that's the process I pretty much use. I get a referral and then I do a quick, quick, you know, check in with that person. Should we set up a call? Yes, we should. Okay, let's set up a call. And then we set up the call. And then sometimes it's one call. Sometimes it's a couple calls. It depends. And then at some point I'll be making the offer. And sometimes they don't say yes right away. Sometimes it takes a while, but staying in touch with them and supporting them through the questions that they have. And basically one of the things that I, that I said to add to Faisal is it's like, do you want to do more of this? I said, yeah. And sometimes there's questions like, what's it going to be like? I'm going to like, be exactly like the thing we just did. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, like you can't, 
you can't necessarily know exactly where the coaching will go uh, every time, but you have a pretty good idea uh, from experience. And if you don't have a lot of experience, you don't have to know. So like, this is a very customized journey for people. So like it's their coaching sessions and it's their program and it goes where it needs to go. And like, you can trust that it will go because curiosity. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. So one of the, so as you guys are talking, what came to mind is one of the beliefs that I had around this process that I've realized I didn't know was an inaccurate belief until I started to do the process and until I started to get feedback and it started to hear about how other coaches were doing it. And that, that belief was that, oh, well, if I meet with somebody for one time, they're going to know enough to be able to say yes. And if they say yes, great. If they say no, well, I guess they didn't want the coaching and I'll move on. And the belief is inaccurate because often what my experience has been, and, you know, maybe it's still because I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at my strategy session and, you know, still refining my ability to pinpoint the most impactful issue that they're dealing with, but it might take more than one session. And that doesn't mean that I'm a failure as a coach because I couldn't close them in a single session. Maybe they just need more support or there's some circumstances in their life that are getting in their way of being able to commit. And they just need to know that you're there and you're still on their side and you're still supporting them for some time. And then in the future, when the time is right, if you're still connected with them and still, you know, intent on serving them, then maybe that time is, is in the future. So that belief that this is one done, you know, is, is, it was really, has really not served me. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or what kind of beliefs you had when you were starting this or that you realized you had a, to get rid of because they didn't really fit the reality of the sales process. Yeah, I, I definitely had that belief. And sometimes that belief still shows up. Like sometimes it's, <laughs> you know, why, wait, why did I not follow up with that person? Is it because I'm too busy or is it because like I put it in the bucket of like this person's not going to sign up so I can serve them and, and know that I help them. Um, and maybe there's this still a little bit of that going on sometimes. And, you know, for me, uh, I, I don't have a huge roster of clientele, so I'm not doing a ton of marketing, but it doesn't mean that I can't continue to go to past clients. It's just reminding me right now, Sherry, that, you know, I have all these past clients that I have not been that in touch with, but I, but I should be, I would like to. And so it's, it's really me challenging myself to, to get a little more organized with, with, with making a habit of that. Yeah. So there, there were actually quite a few beliefs in there. That was one, one of the ones that you mentioned was, was yeah. what you said, Sherry, is that, oh, I, I should be getting clients if I just talk to one of them. If I'm not, I suck. There's something wrong with me. Well, that's part of it. I'm learning, building skill sets in the process. But a big part of it is actually a lot of people are not ready, to be honest. Uh, a lot of people might not be ready. And a lot of people don't know you enough or trust you enough, even though they might appear very nice and kind and everything. They just simply don't trust you. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a lot of cold cold calls these days through a LinkedIn automation system. And it's just like, I, I haven't done a lot of that in the past. So it's very interesting to watch what happens. You're getting on a call with somebody you just talk to, and there is no other nurture other than they just the automation sending it to them. We're chatting a little bit and they're get, getting on the call. And these are real estate investors. You can t tell the like the tension as soon as they jump on the call. Like I have to really prepare and, and make this. And I can tell if they're not... They don't even know who I am. So I don't expect them to jump on a call. Some of them might, some of them might, uh, but I don't expect them to be like, oh, let's go, let's do this. Let's go get, they won't even be open to get on a, 
free call with me because they don't know who I am. I just appeared out of nowhere in their network. I'm just building a relationship with them. Uh, so it, a lot of what we do in the beginning stages of connecting is actually building a relationship. This is with people you have not connected with um, before. So keep that in mind. It takes a little bit of time to develop that trust. But there are ask, I'm not going to ask about that specific yeah. thing. I just want to, for our, for our people watching, like, what are you doing? I'm curious for, for what are you doing with them? It, so cold outreach to LinkedIn, you like, are you setting up a, like a, like a 15 minute call with them? Like, what does that first actual interaction look like? Well, the, the first interaction is in the, in the chat and yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. So I'm actually sending them some, some value, my course, I'll send them and a lot of them won't even take advantage of it. Cause even for that, they need to decide if it's worth their time. And I, I let them know, hey, I'm happy to connect you with anybody in my network. And then I offer to, like, I ask a bunch of questions around, hey, how long have you been in the real estate space? What are you working on? What do you specialize in? Just curious, like you said, curiosity. And at some point, as the conversation moves forward, they know it too, because they're networkers. So it's like, let's, why don't we just get on a call? Either they will say it or I will say it. And then we'll get on a 30 minute call and we're just sharing a little bit about each other. And within there, I will actually tell them about the purpose of the call. I'm like really the purpose is to, for me to see where I could support you and where we can collaborate together as well. And here's what I do. And then we go on about that. And, and for some people it's very clear for other people, it's not, but we, we refine, we learn as we go. And it's been very interesting for me. Now in the past, I would have ran away from calls like that. Like now <laughs> it, for me, this is much more interesting now than the calls I'm used to, which are much more from a, a warm, uh, warm traf traffic, either through referrals or through one of the networks that I know very well, or somewhere I have a lot of credibility in. Um, can, I observe, can I observe a couple of things about what you just described? One is the curiosity, but also the patience, because you're not driving to a client, you're driving to a relationship and you're building yourself a database of relationships and you're becoming a super connector. And what that does for the people you're talking to, it makes you seem like a person who can connect them with people that they need. So you're not necessarily driving to a client, you're driving to serve them because you want to make your network more valuable because they're because yeah. you're in it, right? And so that's a big piece of what you're actually doing here. That's, that's subtle. And I think for coaches, it's really hard to think about those long-term things when you're so focused on getting somebody as a client. And I think people can sense that really far away that you're just trying to client them, you know? Yeah, so. I'm trying to client them. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> uh, another word for that is, I won't even say it. Uh, wow, so. Fights All does have a filter. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Uh, so like, I, I don't want to go too deep into this because there's a lot more in here. So that, that, and I love what Daniel said around this, that this is where this has to be relationship focused. And there are multiple purposes behind that. One is it's not just to get that person as a client, it's to connect with their network, to see if there are other people in there that you can serve, to see where they're struggling with that. You might, you might even connect them with somebody else. It might not even be with not, not everybody you're going to connect with. You're going to be able to serve. That, that was a very egotistic perspective I used to have is that, oh, I can coach everybody. I can't. Like, that, that's like, I've, I've, I've you can try. painfully realized, <laughs> I've painfully realized I cannot. It's like the evidence, evidence was in my face. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not capable of coaching this person uh, at all. <laughs> so I had to figure out, like, and that's why I have relationships with other coaches that I can connect them with or like get and refer them. And that that's actually increased my credibility because one, I can be humble enough to realize that. And two, I'm supporting them in whatever way that I can. And usually they connect me with somebody in the process. So that that's that that belief needs to be there. I, I love that you brought that up, Sherry, that this is a relationship business. This might take a little bit longer than you're used to. 
and there is a nurture cycle, which we can talk about. But there are a couple other things. This is the part that coaches don't think about at all. And I did a video yesterday around this is that you, we're talking about a sales process, which means that money is involved. So regardless of whether you're thinking of it from a relationship standpoint or not, the probability of you getting clients is heavily dependent on your goal around this. And your goal needs to be connected to a bigger vision, but we'll leave the vision part out. You need to do a little bit of math. I know some people don't want to do math. Some people hate math. <laughs> hate math. Some people really like math, but they don't do this math. And often when I get on a call with coaches, I ask them like, okay, what is, what is, what, is, what do you want to create? Like, what are you trying to do? When they talk about their lifestyle, there's that lifestyle is only achievable through the resources that you have, like the money that you're going to create. And that's usually connected to the, connected to the coaching business they want to create. One, recognizing what that is. Second, figuring out the goal around that. So for example, if you want to make 100K or 50K or whatever that is that fits with that lifestyle and the, the growth you're creating, that needs to become a goal, which means that your offer needs to add up to that by the end of the year. If that's not there, you're not going to know how many people you need to to, to serve in the process. So for example, right now, my goal, like I have a tracking sheet around my clients that are there and my lead tracking sheet, I have, the goal is right on, I didn't used to have it there. I put it right on top. So it's a reminder every time I look at it, I literally have the numbers adding up to a million dollars. This many clients I need for my biweekly, this many for monthly, this many in my group coaching program for it to literally add up to that. That number tells me how many people I need to connect with. And a shitload of people I need to connect with. <laughs> uh, so if I don't have that number, this is what coaches do. They don't have that number. It's like, I just need to get clients. That doesn't mean anything. I think it also forces, can force us into that scarcity mentality. Because if I think, oh, I need five clients in the next two months, then, or maybe even then in the next month, then every person I talk to, I have, I'm, is, you know, my, my, my voice is dripping with de desperation because I think I need this person to convert because I'm, you know, I'm like, I need, you know, so then we get all like crazy, like, but if we recognize that, oh, well, maybe at, you know, maybe we don't know what our conversion rate is in conversations to clients. If, you, if you're not really sure what that is, ballpark it and conservatively. So maybe it takes you 20 people, 20, or let's say 20, <laughs> if we're really bad at at strategy sessions, maybe it takes you 20 strategy sessions to convert one client. Well, geez, that means you need a hundred, hundred strategy sessions. You better get work on the strategy sessions. I, so I think you, my first client took me that long. Sure. <laughs> so if you focus on, you know, there's lead measures and lag measures. So lead measure is what happens before the, the goal. And so if the number of strategy sessions is what you want to focus on, which might be appropriate, then focus on getting a hundred. Don't focus on the five focus on the hundred, the hundred is based on the five, but then you're, there's a little dust. I think there's less of that desperation that, that enters in. Can I also add something to this? Because one of the challenges that coaches will run into is if they, if they're trying to get high numbers of calls and there's not a lot, like you can make it more efficient for yourself by actually having some kind of positioning or having some kind of like focus. Like if you're just talking to everybody and anybody, you're not going to learn the nuances of a particular group or market or industry or niche. But if you are focusing specifically on, let's say, mompreneurs, or if you're focusing specifically on corporate people or whatever, whatever the focus is, it'll allow you to focus kind of like Faisal, for example, is reaching out to real estate investors. That's his kind of core. And like, there's probably 20 different groups you could focus on, but 
sometimes it'll help if you have a particular group in mind that you're focusing on. So you get yeah. to know that team specifically. And when your strategy sessions, you'll be more um, able to speak about the challenges that they face. It's not required. You can be a general coach and it can still work, but it may help you to have some kind of focus too, because then you warm people up before the strategy session because they know that you're um, related to the thing that they're, that they're all about. Yeah. And we covered this in detail in our marketing masterclass, how you can think through this whole process, because in the beginning, you might not to need to figure out your niche. And most coaches I talked to, they didn't have a niche in the beginning, but over time, they figured out who or what kind of person they want to work with because of the, you just don't know. Like even in the yeah. business world, like most people don't know who they want to work out. Just go do more. So you can figure out what kind of people you want to work with. And within that process, it'll help you figure out your focus. But we covered this in detail in the marketing class. If you want access to that, type hashtag marketing so we can give you access to that. If you haven't gone through that, that will be very helpful. But really good point there, because if you do have a niche, it's always better if you don't, if you know us. But a lot of coaches might not be sure in the beginning. And that's okay, too. Because I wasn't either. The first two and a half, three years, I didn't, I didn't know who I was, but I was still getting clients, just not as many. So the so the 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 goals piece, and and there are a couple of things that that Sherry pointed out too that that becomes clarified once you know what your goal is in front of you. It's interesting. It actually gets you out of scarcity mode because now you're you're thinking. Uh, you have to do a couple of things. One, you need to work on, okay, so if I need 10 clients, I might have to talk, if I'm conservative, I might talk to a couple hundred people for to get a few uh, 20 or 30 people on, uh, 30 or 40 people on a strategy call. And after that, maybe I'll convert about 10, 10 people in there. One, you're figuring out, okay, what that journey looks like. So now you're not like every person you're talking to, you're not like, oh my God, this is going to turn into a client. Cause that was my thought process. Like every person I'm like, it's going to be my client. And I have to push <laughs> this really hard. <laughs> like, no, you don't need to. You just need to connect with enough people and serve them. That's one thing. The other one is in the process, you're refining your sales, like your calls, you're, you're, you're gaining skill sets. You're refining how you make your offers. So one of the People in the chat in our Facebook group ask, at what point do I share the offer, uh, like the, the talk about money? Well, you do that all the way at the end. Uh, uh, but even with that, there are so many, a lot of us are uncomfortable asking for money. We don't know how to ask. There are a bunch of stuff that needs to happen there that takes a lot of practice to figure out. And I'm still figuring that out at, at, at this level. But there's always, this tweaking happens and when you go through the process, that process itself will teach you how to get better clients. And also in this whole process, what you can, we don't even account for is referrals because every person you talk to, if you've served them well, you're connecting to their network. So in the process, you're expanding yeah. your network as well. And, and like, these are things that are not in our view when we're starting out because we're just thinking about like Daniel said, the next client. We're not thinking about the bigger picture of how many things are happening while we're doing. We're building skill sets. We're connecting with people's network. We're serving people. We're building long-term relationships with these people. And the effect of it, you will see it a few months down the road, but it's yeah. happening all of that at once. And most coaches won't do this. It's hard to stay, it's hard to stay focused and, and disciplined because one, most coaches don't have support. And so that's one of the reasons Coaching Master Community exists because it was so hard we needed some uh, support and it's turned into this amazing like ecosystem of, of support now. But I, I would say this to anybody listening to this podcast right now, if you do hundred sales calls and you haven't closed a client, like we will personally bring you on the podcast. The first person that says that to us, like I've done hundred sales calls. I haven't closed a single client. 
we'll bring you on and we'll troubleshoot it with you because like it's yeah. a guarantee it's almost guaranteed like if you do 100 yeah. you're gonna learn stuff and because yeah. a you're you're maybe you're maybe not thinking about it right or b you're probably also not leveraging the networks of those people those 100 people have net 100 networks you've actually been exposed yes. to 100 networks of people who could you know who would benefit from this if you're getting better at your strategy sessions over 100 sessions you can start asking the question hey who do you know that would really benefit from what we just did today yeah and that simple question can open up 100 networks to you in your first 100 sales calls. If you're not willing to put in the the the, the reps, you may not yet be committed enough to coaching. So you got to think about like, how can I be, if I'm going to be committed to this coaching thing, how can I keep on putting in the reps and building the muscles, right? It might be that my last 100 strategy sessions were with Portuguese people and I don't know Portuguese. So maybe that was why like- What you should have learned in the first session. It wasn't like, landing like, with them. Don't book all the people who don't speak my language. Like, like after every session, just think about like, what did I learn? Right. And yeah. even if you didn't do that, you would still learn like automatically. Yeah. And, and, and this is, it's one of those uh, things like every, every person in business, they know this is a very, it's, it's self-evident because if you've done this enough, you're like, there's, there's no way it's like Alex Armozi says, it's like work, like work on your business so much that it becomes unreasonable for you not to make money. Like it yes. becomes like, it's not even about the pro- probability at that, that point. It's like, it just becomes unreasonable for you to not. And, and if you do a hundred calls and I'll say like, part of it is we'll get you on the podcast. I'll work with you and troubleshoot you, pers- troubleshoot, not you, your process. <laughs> you can troubleshoot yourself. Oh, <laughs> that's your process. a good offer. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like there, there has to be something horribly wrong with what you're doing for you not to get clients if you're doing 100 calls. Now, mind you that we're saying this, but it's not easy. This is where the challenge happens because in every day in our WhatsApp group within the community in our 90-day challenge calls, this is the struggle that coaches go through because it's incredibly uncomfortable to reach out to people you don't know or even the people that even more difficult to reach out to people you know, hey, I'm doing this thing. They don't even know what you're doing. So you're walking them through it. A lot of what you're doing is building relationships in the beginning and they accumulate that the compound effects uh, come in after a few months and then you start to get people. And in the process, you're learning what your offer is worth. Where are your gaps in coaching? What you need to learn more of. If you're not getting that data and feedback and you're just behind your computer and you're building your next website or, or you're writing your email that you've been writing for the past two weeks or you're building your business class that you've been building for the past three years, I know I'm being a little... <laughs> because uh, i've heard these things like literally coaches like i'm building my business class i'm like i talked to you three years ago you were still building your business plan. <laughs> well i'm joining this next program like what happened to the last six programs that you joined like i just went through this twenty thousand dollar program is like it was amazing i learned this i'm learning like how many clients do you have what did you do nothing nothing and 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 this is what we hope for as coaches when is the where's the next program that will teach me theory, like in my mind so we can stay in the world of information information won't help you. And this is why what we do in coaching master community is not information it's implementation. We give you a lot of information, but ultimately what, what we, what we know works is a, a support system, a community of people who are actually doing this and giving you feedback on your process and, a, and coaches that will challenge you to move forward and help you deal with things that create resistance. And, and if you don't have that, you're going to struggle and you're going to keep blaming yourself that, oh, I'm just not good enough or my process is not working, or maybe there's something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You just don't have enough feedback. You just don't have the right community. You don't have the right support yet. Uh, And this is what most people, like, if you look at coaches on top, one of two reasons why they're figuring that out, either 
they come from a business background. They understand marketing and sales very, very well. And they've in the process developed their skill set or they learn the hard way in the beginning and then they get support and all, over time they get better at that. And you will even run into coaches. You might be one of those who've been in the coaching business for the past four, five, six, 10 years and you don't have clients. That is an indication you need to invest in your business. As an indication, you need to get that support. And that's, that's why we built this because this does not exist right now. Most of the programs are very information-based. You'll get the model, the information. And then when you have a question, you don't know who to reach out to. You know, that makes me think of Faisal, if, if any of us had a client who was all alone in their very hard journey, wouldn't we tell them like, you need two things. You need support. You need people supporting you and encouraging you along the way. And you need, and you need to be having conversation. If, if we were... Telling, talking to another coach. So you need to be in the game, implementing, trying things and not just learning things. And you need to be in community and support. That, that's the two things that are gonna make the hugest difference to anybody, all, in any profession really. You be playing the game and you need to be supported. Uh, without those things, we're, you know, but sometimes we apply this to other people, we won't apply it to ourselves. Or other areas. I mean, if you go on the street and you interview any adult, almost every single adult is gonna tell you uh, proper nutrition, and proper exercise. And yet, why is it that vast majority of Americans are overweight? Because we we know head knowledge, we know, but we're not doing. And there's some support, there's some implementation in real life scenarios that's just not happening. And it doesn't mean that, you know, they're not capable, but there's there's some extra external support that needs to happen in order to kind of move things forward. So coaching, we're saying really, this is a life, this is a human issue. We know things and we don't do them. This has happened since the beginning of history. We know the right things to do and yet we don't do them. So having that extra support from people that genuinely care, we're not here to, to hit you over the head with a two by four. We're not here to disparage you, to, to, you know, to make you feel like crap because you're not doing something. That is not it at all. We're here supportive because we're, we're human. So we, we follow these same, we have these same struggles. But we're here to support each other and to be able to be lovingly call each other out like, hey, you know what you said last time? What happened? And then we can problem solve in a community that <clears throat> we look forward to going to, not, you know, not uh, wanting to try to miss because we know that we're going to get beat up <laughs> in the process. Yeah. Jerry, that reminds me of two, two, mil two military uh, like anecdotes or things that I, I can't, I don't know the substantiation of this, but one person told me that most military people come out of the military and they don't keep their same fitness levels. And the study, the study that looked into this realized that, that the reason was peer expectations weren't there. Mm. And so when you get out of peer expectation, you don't have that, that, that social positive pressure to keep you at a level of standard or uh, even be supported in the journey that you're on. And the other anecdote is something Faisal just reminded me of, which I, I, I can't remember where I heard this recently, but uh, he said something about like, make it unreasonable for your business to not succeed. And so it reminded me of this, this, this submarine commander who uh, had the highest record of all time, like sinkings of battleships and things. And so what he would do, he would, he actually wouldn't, didn't go to battle with one battleship. He actually figured out where the fleets were of battleships that were corralled. And he went in them up and went up in the middle of them and shot everything everywhere and then ran away. And that was what he made it impossible for him to, he didn't have to aim. He just like shot everything everywhere, fired everything. And then he left. And that was like his trick. And that's, he made it imp almost impossible for him to not achieve his goals so like they're making it unreasonable to succeed like 
like having those peer expectations, like that's, that's what that made me think of. And I think it's really relevant to the coaching business. And, and actually reminded me of one of the things that ends up happening. And this is a part that we don't talk about because it's not like you can't track for that. But when you do this enough, once in a while, something will happen. You'll get a contract or some person with a big network reaches out to you or somebody refers you to a bunch of people. All of a sudden you get clients like, holy shit, that was lucky. But that happens predictably. It's just that you can't track for that. It's the accumulation of all the work that you've done. And it, it shows up like that. Like you're in the middle of an office and you get 20 clients all at once. And yeah. you get connected to the network. You don't even need to market yourself for the next year. Yeah. And personally, Daniel, I, I did almost 50 pushups when I was in the military for one of my PT tests, like right in a row. And I, if I could do 15 right now, I would pat myself on the back. <laughs> so totally, totally. That's been my experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're doing coaching pushups now, which is a yeah. different kind of, Right. Right. So, so well, well let, let's, let's try and there's a lot in here. This is why we're doing a two hour masterclass around this on, on sales. Like we need to walk you through the whole journey of what actually happens. But the, the, the biggest takeaway is that, and, and, and this is something I learned with Steve Chandler, we are connecting with a lot of people consistently. Now, what if you only had one client? How would you treat that client? And you might, might even be in that spot. Serve that client so well that they can connect you with other people. And if you can get connected to one, even one person a week, serve them well. Yeah. I can bet you that people will connect you with other people. And as long as you're on that journey, you're building those relationships one person at a time, you're going to get, you're going to get clients in the process, but have that goal. Get, take our challenge. We've been saying it over and over hundred, at least a hundred sessions. If you have not done that, uh, you're, you're, a lot of things are not working out. And if you struggle with that, then have a conversation with us because we have the support available for you beyond all the things that we're offering. Connect with us and definitely sign up. If you want to sign up for the sales masterclass, uh, type hashtag sales uh, so we can get you in there and we'll send you the, the link to register for the 18th, which uh, at 1 p.m. 18th of September 2023 at 1 p.m. And if you're watching this outside or listening to this on our podcast, reach out to us on any of the platform or the links below uh, so we can give you the recording or invite you to the next one because we consistently do these master classes. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your attention. And we look forward to hearing about your implementation of this amazing, kind of amazing journey of being able to create a client. I love this conversation. Just, just so much to think about. Go out there, implement. Go out there, make those conversations and learn. Yes. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon, soon next week. And let us know your thoughts and realizations and insights below. Until our next conversation, hope you have an incredible week. Bye. 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 You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 